اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 10 of Soul Food, where we're going to look at hope and envy. We're still currently on the obstacle of impediments, the third obstacle Imam al-Ghazali mentions, and he was talking about the various obstacles, and we're still on the nafs. And Imam al-Ghazali says the nafs then has five aspects that we have to be careful of, sight, hearing, speech, the heart, and the stomach. So in the last episode, we looked at sight, hearing, and speech, And in this episode and the next, we're going to look at the heart and the four afflictions that we need to be careful of that can plague the heart and get in the way of our devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you can see Imam al-Ghazali, may Allah have mercy on him, is very organized and structured in the way that he breaks things down. It's almost mathematical in his way that he approaches the spiritual path. And that shows us once again that it's not something that's just subjective, but there really is a very clear science and clear guidance and guidelines from Allah and His Messenger that really show us how to attain spiritual refinement and nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this episode, we are going to cover the importance of the heart the four afflictions and long hopes envy, the two afflictions that we'll focus on in this episode. The heart is the most important part of who you are. And Imam al-Ghazali says it is very difficult to protect and that you have to be vigilant in taking care of your heart. And he says one of the reasons it's so important is because it's mentioned so often in the Qur'an. Allah says in the Qur'an that God is aware of the most furtive of glances and of all that hearts conceal. In other words, Allah is aware of everything that every human being's heart conceals. We can hide it from one another, but it is completely before Allah. It is exposed entirely before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet wasallam said, God does not look at your forms but rather he looks at your hearts. This is narrated by Imam Muslim. God does not look at your forms, but rather he looks at your hearts. So this is the place where when Allah looks upon you, he looks upon you by your heart. And you know, the heart is also the king of all the limbs. The Prophet said in another hadith, if it is sound, every other aspect of your being is sound and every other aspect of your actions are sound. But if it is corrupted, everything is corrupted. Another reason it's so important is because the heart is the repository of precious gifts. It is the place of the intellect. It is the place where the knowledge of Allah exists and rests. It is the place of insight. It is the place of beautiful character and of knowledge and wisdom. So it is so precious in what it contains that it is worthy of being protected and being vigilant of. 
And the heart has many states, Imam al-Ghazali says. The Arabic word for heart is qalb. And one of the reasons it's called the qalb is in Arabic, that's the word for flipping, is that the heart flips and changes constantly. And it is the place where the shaitan is targeting you. And purifying it is difficult because it is inward and unseen. So you have to be very careful about your heart. And Imam al-Ghazali says there's so much more to be said about the heart. And if you want to read more, then you should see his book, which is called Marvels of the Heart, where he goes into great detail about the various aspects of the heart. But it is, in a nutshell, the most important aspect of who you are and what you need to protect and what you need to be mindful of because it is the place of all the treasures that Allah gives you and it is the place that He looks upon you by. That brings us to the next point, the four afflictions. The four principal afflictions that ail the heart, the main diseases and afflictions of the heart that get in the way between you and your pure devotion to Allah Jalla Jalalu are the following. Number one, having long hopes. One day I'll get to it. One day I'll try to do that. Having long hopes. And Imam al-Ghazali says the way that you treat that is through cutting hopes short and the remembrance of death. The second affliction is envy, is being envious of others. And he says you have to treat this with sincerity and having goodwill towards all of creation. The third affliction is haste, which means that you are really hasty in your worship. And he says you treat it through deliberation and thoughtfulness. And the last affliction he mentions is arrogance. And that you need to treat and cure arrogance with humility and awe of Allah Jalla Jalalu. And he says if you're able to deal with these four afflictions, your heart will be safe. So that brings us to long hopes and envy. Long hopes and envy. Having long hopes is the greatest impediment to every goodness and every act of obedience. What does it mean to have long hopes? It means that you will delay what you need to do in a time that you are not guaranteed that you have. You know, one day I'll get to it. When I go on hajj, I'll repent. When I get older, I'll change my ways. When I get married, I'll calm down. But it is always delaying what you need to do in the current moment. And Imam al-Ghazali says, if you have long hopes, you leave aside worship and you're lazy in performing it. Because you say to yourself, I, I got plenty of time. I don't need to do this right now. I'll get to these things that I need to do at some other time. Or that worship is boring, or I don't want to settle down. And many of us, when we're young, we think we're invincible. But that's never the case. And if you think about it in your own life, I can guarantee if you're listening to this, you know someone who's probably passed away in their youth or definitely passed away before people thought it was their time. So we're not invincible. Dawood al-Ta'i, one of the great righteous people, he said, whoever is fearful of God's warnings, long distances are made short for him. And whoever's hopes are long, their actions are worsened. Their actions become more corrupted. They become more ugly because they have long hopes. They think they have time when they don't really know if they have time or not. The second thing that occurs if someone has long hopes is that they leave aside repentance. 
right? And that goes back to the second obstacle that we talked about. And if a person has long hopes, they can also fall back into behaviors that they had before they made uh, tawbah and repentance. The third thing Imam al-Ghazali mentions is that a person misprioritizes the things in their life. So they focus on amassing wealth and acquiring worldly things and they set aside worship. You know, I don't need to do this right now, but I got to focus on my profession. I got to focus on being successful. I have to focus on all these other things. And he says, Imam al-Ghazali says, it stems from the fear of being poor when you grow older. No, but what if when I grow old, I don't have enough? Or what if something really bad happens and I need a lot of money and I need more savings? So I need to acquire more and more and more. Or that's for someone who at the very least is a little bit more rational about their amassing of wealth. But most people are just in the moment. What do I need to eat? What should I wear? What kind of clothes do I want to wear? I want to eat the nicest foods. I want to have the nicest house and the nicest car. It takes up a lot of your time and it brings you woes and worries. That's the reality of focusing on the world, as we've said time and time again. Sayyidina Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, one of the great companions of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and may Allah be well pleased with him, he said, I've been killed by the worries of a day which I have not yet lived. So someone asked him, how is that? Like, how can you have been killed by worries of a day that you have not yet lived? He said, my hopes exceeded my destined time. In other words, my hopes and my thoughts go beyond the time where I will actually even be alive. So these worries, and if you think about it, we think about these things and we sometimes go down this deep spiral of 10, 20, 30, 40 years. What if all of these things happen to me? And you just need to be like, you know what? Slow down. Don't be held down and weighed down by the worries of a day that you might not see. And if you do see it, it might not be as stressful as you're making it out to be in this very moment. Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't worry about that because you might not see it. So we worry about so many possibilities of what might happen and that once again gets in the way. Imam al-Ghazali then says long hopes also create a hardness of the heart. That when you remember death and you remember the hereafter, it softens your heart. But when a person has long hopes in this world, their heart becomes hard. And Allah says in the Quran, rajim, So their time was extended and their hearts became hard. So living long in the world and having long hopes, one of the dangers is the hardness of heart. Imam al-Ghazali says the way that you treat having long hopes is the remembrance of death. And more importantly, the fact that death can come as a surprise at any moment. So he says the remembrance of death is one level, but an even deeper level of treating long hopes is yes, death will come. But the really important thing is that death can come at any moment. It can come when I least expect it. You know, someone might think of death and might think of it at a very distant moment, but it could happen any day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala end our lives upon goodness and upon faith and in His obedience. Ameen. That brings us to the next point, envy. 
So what is envy? It is what the thing that makes you hateful of a person when you see them. It makes you backbite them when they're not around. And it makes you happy if something bad happens to them. It is one of the primary and ugliest of all the sins of the heart. And envy is that you want a blessing that someone else has been given to be stripped away from them because you want it for yourself. And Imam al-Ghazali says, if you are envious, it will destroy your good deeds because the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, envy eats away at good deeds just as fire eats away at wood. Envy eats away at good deeds just as fire eats away at wood. Another problem or another ailment that occurs through envy is that it makes you more prone to doing bad things. You might actually harm that person. You might actually plot against them. And when we talk about it like that, most people are like, no, I'd never do that. That's so foul. That's so vile. That's really evil. But the nafs will take you step by step, especially when it's envious, till you reach that point. And before you realize it, something bad happens to the person. They get sick. They lose their job. Something happens to them. And you feel pleasure. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. where did this come from? It stems from envy. Another ailment that comes from envy is that it makes you feel weighed down and it makes you feel tired because you are constantly thinking about the person that you envy and your mind is preoccupied with them and that really wears you out. Another problem is that it blinds the heart from insight and from the knowledge of Allah and lastly it brings you humiliation because you'll never get what you want. You'll never get that stripping away from the blessing of that person and it being given to you. And the way to treat envy, Imam al-Ghazali says, is you treat it through sincerely wanting Allah to keep bestowing His blessings upon your fellow Muslim. You see someone who has a blessing, you say, you know what, Allah is the most generous. Allah has treasure troves that are endless and limitless. So if he has given to this person, inshallah, he increases them in that. And he can give me the same. And I want good for others like I want it for myself, as our beloved Prophet ﷺ taught us. Another way to treat it is through knowing the sanctity of a believer in the sight of God and the great value and honor they have. When you're aware of that sanctity and that honor, you wouldn't want anything bad to come to them, and that will protect you from envy even creeping in in the first place. That brings us to the call to action. Jesus, peace be upon him, said a beautiful and wise statement that we all need to reflect on. And this is our call to action, is to reflect on this. He said, the world is of three days. Yesterday has passed and you have no control over it anymore. Tomorrow, which you do not know whether you will experience or not, that's the second of the three days, and today. So take advantage of it. So yesterday has passed, tomorrow hasn't come, and you don't even know if you're going to see it. And today, and today is the day that you have, so take advantage of it. Do not delay, and if you know there is something that you need to do or want to do, then do it today. And as this relates also to envy, if there is a relationship that has been severed or there is someone that you feel envious towards, 
Make dua for them today and reach out to them today and do not delay and have long hopes because you might never get that chance again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of mindfulness and make us people who yearn to meet Him and who think about that moment and think about the day of resurrection and the day of judgment. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal our hearts of any envy and any anger and enmity towards anyone in creation wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin thank you for listening to soul food to subscribe to the show visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on itunes soundcloud or by email if you're on itunes please also leave us a rating and a review it helps more people discover the show